It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author. And not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being with us today. Today we have, I have a special guest who is Dr. Diana Wiley. And Dr. Diana and I have known each other, my gosh, since about 2002, I think. Now, I'm hearing a bunch of feedback in the background. Any idea? Karina, do you know what that might be? Are we getting it? Is there a vacuum going on? Not that I'm aware of. (laughs) All right. It could be, hello, Lou, this is Dr. Diana. Um, They're doing some construction. Oh, okay. So maybe that's well, it. Is it okay, well, terribly it, it interfering? Sounds, well, it, it just sounds like it, it's gone now. Oh, okay. Well, then, all right, because I'm hearing it well, on my end. But, you know, it's good as long as they can hear us. <clears throat> I think being resilient is something that carries us very well as we go through life. Uh, there's having, no question. Yeah, to be resilient, to be like that proverbial rubber band where you can bounce back and, well, and have a high and tolerance also, for ambiguity. That's a sign of good mental health. My ambiguity well, is, will we be able to hear this show? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what we also know. The world is never as we fully expect it to be, mm-hmm. whether it's our relationship, whether it's how our car operates, and, you know... Things that switch and change, and, you know, that's a lovely little intro to what you and I are going to be speaking about, which is our sexuality, our sexual health, and aging, and how do we, because you are a specialist in this area, and I love that your interest in this area comes as a result of your own the women in your own family having very healthy sexual appetites throughout their lives. <laughs> you have and, and such a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> I love your grandmother's comments. <laughs> yeah, what do you remember about my grandmother's comments? I mean, my yeah, grandmother you know, lived to be to 96, and now, of course, she's been gone a while, and now my mother is 93. And, yeah, grandma was sexually active. Mom would be if she, and this is so true of many older, older women, that they would like to be sexually active, but they don't have a partner. Don't have a partner. I mean, my my dear mother has been widowed three times. Three. And, you know, she, 
you know, I remember you making the comment that, you know, this is something that in your family, it was, you know, yes, we, we enjoy our sexuality. We um, look to have that be part of our relationship. And it isn't something that you want to turn your back on. Yet, yeah, I, I, again, I, that's right. That's right. And it really led me to do research on aging and sexuality with uh, Dr. Walter Bortz back in the early 90s, and he's an MD. So because he's an MD, um, our research, two different studies, were published in medical journals. And so then, because of that, I got to call myself a gerontologist. But it really all began with a chat with my grandmother when I was in my 20s. And she was so open, and it was easier for me to talk to grandma than it was to talk to mother at that time. Right. And, and she said, oh, Diana, I was just, I, Helen was her name, was born too early. She said, you have lots of opportunities to be sexual, to express your sexuality. And at that point, she was like well over 80. <laughs> and... And she remained sexual till just a couple of years before her death at 96. So she was a great role model, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And I I could see that she, uh, and she had her last affair or sexual relationship was with a man in her retirement center, and they they shared a bathroom. (laughs) They each had a room on one side. And... um, so she was much happier because she was able to have sex and have orgasms and all of that. And then uh, a little story about my mother. At, uh, pretty soon after she lost her last husband, her last husband died. She didn't lose him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you did, he died. He didn't, she didn't lose him somewhere in the parking lot. Right. Uh, that's right, even though he had a little dementia. But um, so I sent her... The Jolie, which is a small sex toy, you probably know of it because you're a connoisseur about these things. The natural contours, it's small, it's, it has that little shape at the end. Right. It's good for the clitoris. And um, anyway, I sent her one of those, and she loved it. In fact, she didn't call it her Jolie. She called it her Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was... Um... That was Candida's company, wasn't it? Candida Royale. It was. And how much I miss dear Candace. She yeah, died she was just at the like beginning a, of yeah. September from after a long struggle with uh, ovarian cancer. But, yeah, Natural Contours, It's uh, the company is still up and going. There are Dutch re- uh, engineers and researchers behind the product, so it's quite good. Now, here's let's let's just jump into some of the questions that yes, let's you know, do that. You know, you and I talked about that. And here's the thing: uh, people should. I mean, Diana and I have been colleagues for years, so I am often on her show, uh, Love, Lust, and uh, La- Laughter. Laughter. And that, if anyone wants to see our archive show, it's on drdianawiley.com, and Wiley is spelled W-I-L-E-Y, and it's archived there. And I'm also going to be on her show December 1st, 
3 to 4 p.m. live and then archived again. So when we did our show um, last week, we talked about, you know, the chairs. I was up in Seattle. Where are we moving forward with this? So what I'd like to get is what is your take on what are the trends in sexuality and aging? You know, well, <laughs> a big trend, even though it's been partially fulfilled, is having um, the pink pill for women. Now, the one that was just approved, Philbanserin, is only for women um, who are not menopausal. Correct. And so uh, there's still a gap there. Um, And cannot have anything to drink. And not to have anything to drink, right. And that's a problem. For some women, I have a couple of clients who, who, I mean, they're not alcoholics, but they really need, seem to need the, uh, the alcohol to, to get them in a sexy mood. And, of course, alcohol, if, if you don't drink too much of it, can disinhibit a woman right. to a degree. So, but um, it's been a very complicated history to find the pink pill. Yeah. Very. And yeah. I'm going to quote Dr. Erwin Goldstein, and we both know about him. Uh, he's president of the Institute for Sexual Medicine in San Diego. He said, Viagra might be, a, might be great for what ails you, but if your partner lacks desire or isn't orgasmic, there's a limit to how great. And that's very true. You know, a man can get a hard-on from Viagra or Cialis or Levitra or this new one, Stenda. I don't know too much about that one. But um, but then I, I think back to 1998, and I had a radio show at that time, which you were on um, later. Um, but in 1998, um, there were uh, – we talked about the new pill, Viagra, and then there were a lot of Viagra divorces because here a man could suddenly get an erection, but he hadn't been nice to his wife. And she said, are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's what, that was the thing that – here's what I also hear. And we, even though we're born of sexuality, we have so little training and so mm-hmm. little Real information. So, yes, someone may be able to lubricate. Yes, someone may be able to have an erection. Yes, someone may be able to have desire. But if you're still having crappy sex, you don't want to have it. That's right. So, Lou, let's look at this from evolutionary terms. Um, And and it is... um, so a man is uh, programmed to kind of spread his seed, and that may be why, for many men, um, his investment in sex can be measured in minutes or even seconds. That, that's unfortunate for the woman, but, um, but the female uh, could be, if we look at this from an evolutionary point of view, um, the female... Um, could be in it for nine months of pregnancy and years of childcare. So women well, evolved to be slower and more selective because they right. risk more by having sex. 
And, so and there's, consider, no, there's no question. Right, and, and just consider the math. She produces about 400 eggs in her lifetime, while a man produces more than 100 million sperm every ejaculation. Isn't that amazing? Well, and here now we're coming up to our first break. My okay. guest is Dr. Diana Wiley. On that count of 100 million sperm and 400 eggs, we are going to come <laughs> to our first break and then come back post the evolutionary comment and talk about healthy sexuality and intimacy for those of us as we're getting older. Please Perfect. stay with us. Okay. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse. Involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is Buzz Local Radio. There's three topics here, and we just added a fourth because we started talking about hot dogs. He's in a band. We both had guitars, so I went over to his house Christmas Day. That so day. We had to start a band. And uh, I think we wrote four or five that songs that afternoon. And Cannibalistic Fish was one of them. Cannibalistic Fish. <laughs> I couldn't do the dreads. My mom would not let me wear my pants backwards to school either. That was wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. <laughs> Buzz Local Radio. Available for free download on toginet.com that's t-o-g-i-n-e-t dot com welcome back to sex talk imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question be it function sensation or something you've heard this is the spot it's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are going to be talking, just before the break, Dr. Diana Wiley and I were talking about the, you know, the time investment and the physiological, psychological investment Men may not have as much, you know, it's like, let's have 100 million sperm per ejaculation. So, you know, by the way, I love what Dr. Joyce Lynn Elder says. Listen, every sperm was not destined to be a baby, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we both both heard her 
speak in Seattle on the 22nd of October. Right, right. So, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, even in the animal kingdom, the female looks for the environment that can provide the greatest amount of security and food security for her and a child. So even with orangutans, she's not going to go with an immature orangutan. She's going to go with the big dudes. And that is something that females know that is kind of like, okay, I know I can get better, you know, sourced material here because they do. They are really in charge of taking care. And what is the comment, Stephanie Kuntz's thing, the way we never were? They talk about divorces occurring so much, you know, more regularly now than they were at the turn of, you know, like 1900, 1920. Right. They aren't. More women were abandoned than someone died, someone left. And so women live longer now, which is one of the reasons why your area is of, you know, greater interest. People are living longer. They're being sexual longer. And so the the children, it was like a four-year cycle before the woman could basically have her own life again because she had to raise this baby until it was able to walk around and do something on its own, which is about age four. That's right. So, you know, when we we, we look at the evolutionary trend, yeah. The... um, I mean, the fact that women are hardwired for love more than for lust makes their sexual chemistry much more complex because you just can't open the vascular floodgates to the groin the way Viagra does. It, it, I mean, actually, Pfizer hired a number of sex therapists and doctors to test Viagra at, right. right after it was approved in 1998, <clears throat> and I worked uh, at UCLA, and the Female Sexual Medicine Center was one of these testers, uh, the urologist Jennifer Berman, and it it never worked for women. It maybe increased the blood flow to the right. <clears throat> to the genitals, but it didn't work because it's so much more complicated. Um, Pilbansarin, which is the new one, Addy. Uh, it rejiggers the neurotransmitters, dopamine and serotonin, in the brain. <laughs> but it's complicated. It's very complicated. And well, so, and, and telling people that they have, if they have a physiological reaction, that that means their brain is supposed to have, or their groin is supposed to have a particular reaction. I swear to God, Diana, I have yet to meet a woman who goes like this. My clitoris is engorged. I must be turned on. Yet to meet one. Truly. Uh, yeah, because women don't pay a lot of attention to that, typically. Yeah. Whereas the man has a penis, and whenever he gets a heart on, he's thrilled because there it is. Yeah, a very like physical sign. Yeah. So let's go back. If you were to say... What are the areas you would like to see looked at in the area of healthy sexuality, intimacy, and aging? Okay, so let me start my answer with a quote (laughs) from Dr. Pepper Schwartz, and she wrote this article, Sex After 50. Yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, Um, in 
AARP's magazine, uh, let's see, it was um, August, September of this year. So this is, this is her quote. It's pretty good. So the, the question was, I'm a 54-year-old man, and he notices that his sex drive is going down. And so she answers, Dr. Pepper Schwartz, any number of factors, decreasing testosterone levels, aging knees, less overall energy, can make you want to read a good book, not have a great bonk. <laughs> and so, yeah, all of those things. So I think we need more studies on aging and sexuality, um, sex and health. There are lots of lots of really good things that happen uh, in terms of remaining sexual and staying healthy. Um, but um, so, but retirement can be challenging. But it also <clears throat> does present an opportunity to reconnect with your partner. Um, so a recent study showed that 78% of couples enjoy at least as much sex as they did before retirement, and 12% say they're even more romantic, according to a survey by, by in fact, AARP. And, um, yeah, um, I always say that ideally the empty nest should become the love nest. And my Ph.D. thesis a long time ago had to do with women over 50 who were in new relationships. And it turns out that they were having better sex not only because it was a new relationship, there was more dopamine. Dopamine is... Uh, a dopamine needs to for it to be expressed by the brain it's it's uh the hormone of arousal needs novelty so you you get a new partner but also you have more privacy you don't have children right. running around right so that's the big and, thing right and here's what we also will see is sort of the counter to that is if couples have been focused only on the children and have not been maintaining the connection and relationship between the two of them, mm -hmm. when the kids are gone, it's kind of like they look at one another and go like this, well, who the heck are you? Precisely. And that's also why there are, you know, more divorces, 50 and 60-year-olds, and the people who are initiating the divorces are the women. That's right. I mean, statistically, that's exactly accurate. And so if you aren't taking care of your relationship, someone or something else will. You need to be aware of maintaining this. And that's, I mean, also when we speak of Pepper's work and other research work, they really, they cut the numbers off at after age 50 or after age 60, people aren't being sexual anymore. Well, that's, bullshit. that's because people who are, yeah, that, I know it's bullshit. That's because yeah. the people who are studying it are 25. Yeah, that's a good point, Lou. The people who are studying it. I mean, it it feels so good to me, if I may just self-disclose for a moment, to to know that I practice what I preach. And uh, my fiancé, Brian, and I have 
the hottest sex life. I'm proud of it. I'm proud. And it actually, as, as I get older, I'm facing mortality more. I'm aware of it, uh, especially as I read Erica Jong's newest book, Fear of Dying. She oh, wrote wow. in 1973, Fear of Flying, and she right. wrote 20 years ago plus Fear of 50. Now she's she has many books in between, but I love her writing. So, but yes, facing one's mortality. So it's it's a lovely thing if you have a hot interactive um, relate, sexual relationship because you never feel more alive than when you're having sex. Well, it, it, here's the other thing that I want people to be aware of. Sex is not just defined as one thing. Yes. Whatever age you may be. And it can be something where it is an all-over body massage and intimacy. It can be doing just Outlining, it can be, it doesn't have to just be intercourse. And we've been programmed with that. And I so remember Dr. Bernie Zilbergel. Oh, yes. Who defined themselves as being great lovers. He said there was a good percentage of them who could, were not able to have intercourse for whatever reason there was something for her, dysperunia, painful intercourse, or for him he could not have an erection. Yet, they felt very intimate and very connected. And the more older couples that I know, Diana, the more I hear them say, we don't have as much intercourse, but we have tremendous, tremendous intimacy. Yes, and... It's unfortunate because most people consider sex to be intercourse. In fact, I try to get my clients to use the word intercourse because most of them come in saying sex when they mean intercourse. So, but right. this thinking is unfortunate because there are drawbacks to intercourse that can make it, well, let's say inconvenient, ill-advised, or even impossible. And it requires an erect penis and a lubricated vagina. So it's difficult for people with various physical problems, say chronic pain, can make it uncomfortable. And it's not an effective way to have an orgasm for many women. Some women do learn to have an orgasm through intercourse, but many women really need the clitoral stimulation. Sometimes you get a blended orgasm with intercourse. And clitoral stimulation, of course, you know, you know about that. Um. <laughs> yes, in, in my book, the big O. Now we're coming up to our halfway break. Uh, in 30 seconds, my guest today is Dr. Diana Wiley. You can find her on Dr. Diana Wiley and Wiley is W I L E Y dot com. And so, Doctor is D R. Yeah, D R. Yeah, yeah D R. Diana Wiley dot com. Yeah. And Thank you. so we're coming up to our halfway break. When we come back, we'll be talking about more about sexuality, aging, lubrication, and orgasms. Please stay with us.
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on TogiNet. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for B-Institute Radio with Christine McKee on TogiNet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be By Design, How I Be Is Up To Me. Post lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. As promised, here we are coming back. My guest is Dr. Diana Wiley. We're going to be talking about lubrication and orgasms. And, Diana, you also said you wanted to talk about desire. Desire is, is so problematic for so many older women. Their estrogen drops. And then so does their libido. And there are, there are things that can help. I work with a naturopath, Dr. Serena McKenzie, who specializes in sexual medicine. And she says that if postmenopausal women only have vaginal complaints, then local vaginal estrogen is is the standard of care. So it comes in cream, tablet, et cetera, called Vagifam or E-string. And you probably have heard of these. <clears throat> and then the full body estrogens, such as a patch, cream, sprays, etc., will also, um, they tend to reverse vaginal atrophy because a lot of times the vagina does atrophy. Uh, oh, there's no question. Yeah, when with when there is an estrogen uh, loss, but this is much more complicated topic, 
and it has pros and cons, um, and maybe even side effects. Uh, and and I think that some of these more full body estrogen things need to be prescribed if if a woman has hot flashes and night sweats along with vaginal complaints. Right. Well, that would be more progesterone that would help yes. level that out. And you know, yeah. they're a little higher. There, you know, that's the the hormonal cascade, which then evens things out. Yes. And then um, there are vaginal yeah. moisturizers, such as Replans and Luvenna, and they help balance the pH and moisture. But they do not right. have estrogen. Right. The, and, the of course, women who've had breast cancer or other reasons why they cannot t- take the vaginal estrogen have been shown to improve with topical lidocaine. And lidocaine, there's no estrogen yeah. in that. Uh, no, the and lidocaine then, basically acts as a it's an, uh, topical anesthetic to stop the pain. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, no wonder you're a sex educator. You know all these things. And then there's also laser therapy called the Mona Lisa, which reverses atrophy changes without hormones or creams of any kind, but <laughs> it's expensive and somewhat experimental, the Mona Lisa. Okay. Now, describe the Mona Lisa. What exactly happens? And then I'm going to describe another oh, I don't procedure know. that I'm aware of. I don't know. It's laser therapy. I don't know. I got this information from Serena McKenzie, the naturopath I work with. Um, she also said, by the way, before we go into more of your questions, that oral supplements or herbs will not improve vaginal dryness. Will not. I mean, it needs to be something very targeted, right? Um Sexual desire in women is complicated. The woman really, uh, I I ask some of my clients, usually early on in the therapy, do you think you have a problem with your level of sexual desire? Right. I mean, it's it's about her issue, not someone else's. Right. Is it of... Is it causing personal distress to the woman? Correct. And, I mean, that's the, and of course, that's the medication factor. use can be uh, huge. Medication use. Um, for instance, <laughs> cholesterol-lowering statin drugs, and these are taken by millions of older women, can lower the libido. Poss- and, and we don't know this, but they can possibly damage mitochondria, and that's energy-generating structures inside cells. Well, that's the, that's the power. That's the, motor. that's the motor of the cell. Your mitochondria is the thing that's your engine. And right. if you can't do the ATP to, a, a, ADP to ATP, you are like SOL. You are out of luck because that's yeah. the thing that runs your cell. And I just checked on the Mona Lisa. It says that it is a thin dot laser that is supposed to stimulate collagen in the face. So they use it in the face, and then now they're saying that they're using it vaginally. The one thing that I will say for the physician that I work with here in Beverly Hills, Dr. Julia Tatum-Hunter, 
Yes. One of the last things you ever should be doing is using a laser device on that tissue. The vaginal tissue is such delicate mucosal tissue. So I don't know exactly. I haven't read enough on this. Um, yeah, I think that's why Dr. McKenzie said it's experimental. Uh, right. You know, I've always disliked the idea of women getting vaginal rejuvenation because it kills nerves. Well, it's women crap. Have, it's absolutely I mean, crap. the clitoris has six to 8,000 nerve fibers, but... The, the, especially the lower third of the vagina has nerve fibers, too, and you don't want to kill those. That contributes to orgasm. Well, laser vaginal um, so-called rejuvenation therapy mm-hmm. is, in essence, just a form of vaginal vault surgery, and this is information from Dr. Mark Ganem. When I was questioning... The reason I went and talked to this particular individual who happens to do this in West Hollywood is because it was like I am, I'm smelling a, a, a bad stink over here. Uh-huh. And it was. Yeah. This is a guy who had had his license suspended as a result of Medicare, as a result of wow. insurance fraud. And wow. what he was doing was supposedly claiming that he was rejuvenating women's vaginas by doing upper vaginal vault laser therapy. Never should have been doing that in the first place. There were women, I got approached by a major, uh, I want to say that it was CBS, it might have been NBC, uh, producer who were trying to do an expose on this uh, individual. And because the women were so scared of him, they could not get them to go on camera. But they did get him claiming to, you know, making claims about what he had done. But, it, you know, they don't talk about the scarring. They don't talk about the loss of enervation. They do not, so the nerves are taken out. They do not talk about the swelling and, uh, again, the, the painful intercourse, dyspareunia after the fact. They don't talk about any of that. And anyone who is a physician or who works in the area of female genital health, one of the last things they would ever recommend is this. And what the guy did is market to women telling them they had to look a particular way. And it was based on women who had already had this done. Now, there's no doubt there is an absolute demand and need for vaginal, lower, you know, vaginal vault therapy if someone has a prolapsed uterus. I mean, those ligaments need to be brought up so that it's not dropping. There's no question there's a need for this. However, just to tell women you need to have this so that you will then have the tightness of a virgin. Listen, virgins come in all sizes, small, medium, large. (laughs) it It isn't like, you know, there's only one size. That's not the case. Now, to go to another... So the Mona Lisa, I'm going to have to do a little more research on this. They're claiming here that the small size of the actual laser ensures that there is no risk of burns to the woman's skin. Well, let me just tell you something. You and I both know that there's also what we could refer to as the skill of the practitioner. Yes. And so I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to withhold my vote on the Mona Lisa at this point. Now there I is think that's fine. Something. Yeah, I, I mean, like, there I is. Think that's a, very good. Um, yeah, I, 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 there I are, won't. you know, there are things that women can do if they have low desire that are a little more organic. And one of the things is masturbate. 
You know, this simple action can be a powerful libido booster for women. Um, mm-hmm. and it's partly because it turns out that sexual desire really is a use-it-or-lose-it function. So masturbating, maybe using a toy, a vibrator, which can go, what, 3,000 RPMs faster than a tongue or a... Right, exactly. I mean, I've yet to meet a man <laughs> or a finger. who 5,000 RPM, right. And that's, yeah. the best, that's the best range to go in. I do recommend to women, if they are going to be using a vibrator, be careful with the really tiny high, high frequency because they can literally numb you or make it feel like ouch afterwards because it, it, oh. it's almost like hyper-stimulating. And those are the teeny, tiny little guys. Oh. So I – do you know Dan and Shay from Vibratex? I don't. Okay. Anyways, they are a great company. They're the company that brings in the uh, Rabbit Pearl. Oh, yeah. Uh, the magic wand, the Hitachi magic wand. And the company got created, actually, by Shay's mother, who is uh, Japanese. Oh, anyway, yeah. the important thing about getting a vibrator is knowing how to use it as well. So rather than just going straight onto the head of the clitoris like, now, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, 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 no. That can be too much too quickly. And the thing about build-up for most women is that it requires a build plateau, build plateau, and then because if it's too much too quickly, you cross what I refer to as that razor's edge line where it doesn't feel good and it's mm-hmm. like, eh. So giving yourself, you know, around the entire outside the lips, going back and forth, not just going straight on to the head of the clitoris way too much for most women. Yes. And then there are those wonderful little vestibular bulbs which lie underneath the outer labia. So when those get uh, aroused, they fill up, and then the woman is much more likely to have an orgasm because her vestibular bulbs have filled up. You know about vestibular bulbs? Here's the thing. Most women are probably going to go like this. What the heck are vestibular bulbs? Yeah, they're attached attached to the clitoral shaft. Exactly. We're coming up to our final break here. Oh, okay. On that note. (laughs) We'll we'll talk about vestibular bulbs and PRP, how to get your vagina rejuvenated. Okay. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years. 
and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. United States with quality programming. This is Tokinet Radio. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, one of the things that... And before I go into a final comment of something that I know is currently being used to help women rejuvenate their vaginas naturally, tell me, if someone comes into your office, one of the things, they're new, they're going into a new relationship, what might you recommend for them? You know, For example, when do I introduce toys? How do I talk about this? What just... As an overview, how might you help a client? Well, first of all, I listen very carefully. Uh, each person is a little different. And um, many women, say over 50, who are reentering the dating scene, um, lack confidence. You know, I haven't dated for years, for 40 years or whatever, and... I'm just, I, I don't know what to do. So I recommend that, that they go slowly and, and maybe, and I often compliment them that they're in therapy with me or with somebody. That, right. A lot of times therapy can help at, with this major transition in one's life, whether it's through divorce or through uh, death. So whether the woman is divorcee or a, or a uh, widow, there are lots of new things that she's got to face. And being naked with a new man, now I'm just focusing on the woman for the moment, just to simplify things. But being naked with a new man, uh, especially if she has body image issues, and many, many women do, 
And they yes. forget, and they forget, and I often say this to the woman who might be a client, <clears throat> most men, after the first minute, are just, they're just so grateful to be with a naked woman. They're just so grateful. <laughs> and it, so it, it, it actually does not help a woman if she's focusing too much on the girth of her thighs or the droop of her breast. It, she needs to be instead focused on the moment, the right. how good it might feel to, how good it does feel to have a man stroking her, caressing her. The warmth, the tingling. Well, and you know what I will t tell women is, listen, and I got this comment straight from a man, and he said, listen, by the time I am in bed with a woman, he said, I'm in bed with her, not her thighs. Oh, beautiful. And, you know, I'm and interested that's really in, true. Yeah, he said, you know, and here's the thing. If someone only is interested in what your body looks like or you have to have the perfect body for them, that's probably not who you want to be with. Exactly right. Exactly right. And you, I've had you want some to be men with who I... Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, I mean, I've, I've had women who have been with men who, you know, I'll, I'll just be kind and say that they were definitely five and below, and they were thinking that they should be with a 10. And mm. I was thinking, what makes you think this is okay? But they had the attitude. Um, they've been, here's what had happened. They'd been so programmed by looking at adult material that they only wanted the women who were 25 to 30 who were, I mean, these women can basically, they can choose whoever they want at that age. They're not going to want someone who is, you know, uh, a little more broken down and, you know, substantially older. Now, if you have a tremendous amount of social currency, status, money, whatever, that will change things. But really, what most people want is they want to be liked and loved and attracted to by someone for who they are, not what their bank account is, not what their job is, but who they are, right? And That's absolutely that does, that, true. That does not change, you know, whether you are 15 or 35, 55, 75. You still want someone, and I know as women get older, they often end up having... You know, they have their own money. They have their own holdings. And I remember one woman saying to me, I don't want to be a nurse and I don't want to be a purse. Oh, that's right. There are lots of women that feel that who, way. Yeah, I don't and I want to and have... They'd rather, and they'd rather live alone than be in a, a dysfunctional, problematic, conflict-ridden relationship. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, you know, I do love the new Erica Jong book I'm reading, Fear of Dying. It's um, it's just an amazing book. I know she wrote in 1973, Fear of Flying, and she's written a whole bunch right. of books in between. But this is this is about <laughs> this is about um, sexuality when you're older and your mortality and fear of aging and all of that stuff. 
which is very real for lots of people. I think it helps a lot for people to remember if they're in older relationships or if they're, yeah, especially when they're in older relationships, to remember where it started. And I get my couples, my older couples, to do this. What first attracted you to each other, you know, was it his sense of humor, her adventurous side? Because long-time couples can rekindle romance by acting like strangers on a first date. Sometimes I give this as a homework. That's the assignment. <laughs> yeah. So they act like strangers and they meet at a bar and then they get to go home together. So then that creates a little more dopamine because it's novelty. I mean, and I know, I know of some people that have used that and have, an unbelievable time because they both really got heavily into the fantasy play of it. And Mm -hmm. he actually said he never expected it to be as powerful as it was Mm -hmm. for them. So, you know, but I want to just make a point here for anyone. There is also, you know, we all know that there are things that can be done for our skin and for our body to rejuvenate parts of it. And this is something that comes from the area of uh, orthodontia, dentistry, uh-huh. and orthopedics. And it's referred to as PRP, platelet-rich plasmapheresis. And what that really boils down to is platelets are the the little thing that can be stimulated in your blood to, you know, the stem cells and, you know, get things growing again. So what happens is they will basically do a blood draw. So they'll take some of your own blood, they'll put it into a test tube, and then they put it into a centrifuge. And that's the thing that spins everything down. So then what happens is the platelets are in a certain level of that spun down test tube. That is taken out. It is mixed with another component. And then it is injected for Orthopedics, it's injected in these areas that are hard to reach and hard to get the tissue to regenerate, like in teeth, in joints. So platelet-rich plasmapheresis has been used for years. Now it's being used for skin and also vaginally. And oh, one thing. Yeah, and this is something that uh, there's an individual who I had him on my show, and he talks about the O-shot. And what it is, it's not so much the orgasm thing, but what it does is the the beauty of using your own platelets is there's no problem with your body doing a rejection of it. And what it does is it goes into and the, the vampire facelift is the same thing. So it's oh. injected into little areas in your face. And what it does is it literally goes in and goes like this, and like, ta-da, come on, little stem cells, grow. And so it has your face, the tissue growth occurs naturally throughout your entire face because it doesn't just stay in one little area, it spreads. And being used, it's woman's genitals, and it can be used on a man's genitals as well. But for women, what it can do is it can really help with... Um, forms of stress incontinence that can occur as a result of the drop of estrogen and 
the musculature of the PC muscle is not as strong or as robust. So what this will do is it's injected into the upper vaginal vault and just inside of the vagina, and then it will be, now uh, there's numbing uh, material that is put all over the clitoral area because it is also injected into the labia, the inner labia, really? and then also into the clitoral hood and the clitoris. And it changes, it literally has that tissue rejuvenate. Now, it may take two or, you know, for most women, they'll see a change almost like right away. And then uh, another six months later, do another PRP vaginally. And I'm going to tell you right now, nursing homes are going to be seriously pissed off about this because one of the number one reasons for women to be put into nursing homes is because grandma cannot control her bladder. No, and that's right. That's the her. number one. Yeah. That's, this is uh, going to have her be able to control her bladder. Yep. This they don't is want to have to. Uh, Lou, I, I know. Just, and now one here reason we are, I we're love down. you. I love you. Is <laughs> we're coming down to our final minute here, Diana. Of information. We are coming to our final minute. My guest has been Dr. Diana Wiley, and that's drdianawiley.com. She, I will be her guest on December first, and. That is her show, show Love, Lust, and Love, Laughter. Lust, and Laughter. Laughter. There we go. <laughs> exactly. So, Diana, thank you again for being my guest. As always, we always run out of time for everything we want to talk about. I know. Always. Good thing we're going to talk again on my show December 1st. Thank exactly. you, Lou. Okay. Right. My pleasure. And thank Are you for Are we coming back after me, your honey. break or no? No, we're done after this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 